Welcome to another episode of Relate and Elevate. I'm your host, Paloma Lenz, and my guest today is based out of Houston, Texas. Her name is Lisa Martinez, and she's a real estate entrepreneur. I'm really excited to share her story with my listeners, so let's get started. Hello, my name is Nicole Moreno-Dinser, and welcome to Epifiana Presents Relate and Elevate. It's a podcast where Latinx and Latina entrepreneurs share their stories. We here at Epifiana believe there is no right way to be Latinx or Latina. So immerse yourself in our culture. And thank you. Uh, Lisa, will you introduce yourself officially? Yeah, thanks uh, for having me, of course. And uh, nice to meet everyone, the listeners here. So as Paloma said, my name is Lisa Martinez. I'm based in Houston. Um, I'm a real estate entrepreneur, realtor, investor, so kind of all around a real estate person and, uh, you know, kind of want to share with you my journey and some tips, you know, if anyone is interested as as far as uh, real estate or business in general. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much for being here today and um, letting us learn more about your story. Awesome. Thank you for having me. Um, So I want to mention that prior to entrepreneurship, um, at least in my opinion, just because I I know you, right? Um, We've known each other, I guess, since high school and have stayed in touch or been able to like, I guess, keep tabs on each other's lives through social media. And um, in my opinion, you've always embodied kind of like an entrepreneurial spirit. Um, You were a fashion photographer previously, right? (laughs) And uh, you taught yourself um, to use a DSLR, lighting equipment, um, editing and retouching software. And really that's, that's not an easy thing to do. Um, (laughs) looking back, can you see like the markings of entrepreneurship at like any point in your life? Well, yeah, a little bit, you know, now that I kind of look back as, you know, as far as when I was younger, like little things that I would do, um, kind of like I'm sure you've seen kids that do their little lemonade stands and and, you know they're out there trying to sell lemonade I I remember like back in elementary school I did something similar it wasn't I don't know I might have had lemonade but I know for sure I had like hot Cheetos and like selling like little things like that like bags of chips like those little mini chips and um, you know just out there (laughs) during the summer trying to make some money I guess And um, I also remember like in, I think also elementary or maybe middle school, I would have like a a book of like cartoon characters that I would sketch or not sketch, um, trace. I mean, I would trace the pictures of the the cartoons in the book and I would sell them at school for like, I don't know, 25 cents or something. So I guess, you know, in a (laughs) sense, like I was doing little things to try to make money on my own. And, uh, but, you know, as I grew up, I didn't, necessarily kind of have that same you know path in my head like oh I'm gonna grow up and like be a business owner or like go into entrepreneurship or anything like that like I never really thought of it honestly I was more um like my passion before like real estate and business was actually more along the sciences and like the medical field and so yeah it was completely different and I kind of just um honestly never would have thought that real estate would become my passion. Um, it just kind of happened. And then once I discovered it, I was just like, like, yeah, this is it. I love it. <laughs> wow. What a great feeling. And I, I feel like not a lot of people ever get that feeling in life. Yeah. It's, 
it's true. I've, I've talked to some people and like kind of just don't have that, like, I don't know what I'm passionate about type of feeling, you know? And I'm just like, yeah, I mean, I, I guess some people never end up able to, to know what they like really have a passion for. And they just kind of, I guess, you know, end up doing whatever they end up doing, but not really like having that zest for it, you know? Yeah. So can you, um, I guess, recount the story of, of going from the sciences to real estate and, and what got you interested in it? Yeah, honestly, it was really random, I guess. Um, it kind of started like through a random YouTube video. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it was like, we were looking up on like how to start fixing flipping, right? Cause it just curiosity, like we wanted to know kind of like what was, what was behind that. And, um, through YouTube, I came across a video on something called wholesaling real estate, which is kind of what led me down the path of real estate in general. Um, so I saw this video and basically the concept drew me to it because they claim that you can get into real estate without any experience, not a lot of money, just like a whole, you know, no, uh, what's it called? Um, low barrier to entry, basically. And I was like, okay, this sounds interesting. Like, I mean, let me, let me look into it. It, it basically uh, made me go down the rabbit hole and I just started doing a bunch of research and that's kind of what got me into the door of real estate. But then it just like opened up a whole can of worms basically. <laughs> yeah. And I've, I've myself have, have uh, gone through those YouTube rabbit holes. Right. But then after like an hour or two of falling into this one topic and, and, and really getting excited about it, I've never returned. So, so what made you return and, and keep going? Right. No. And I, I get, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Cause it's kind of like, Oh, this sounds cool, but like, you don't really go any further past that. Um, mm -hmm. I guess for me, what kind of continued to draw me towards it is that I saw like the, the bigger picture or like the end goal opportunity that doing that thing could turn into. So I saw the, for example, like the scalability of it, um, which basically means that like, I can see um, how I can turn it into something bigger by, by just learning that concept. And so for me, yeah, it was more of an opportunity. And I guess having that, underlying entrepreneurial spirit I'm just like man if I can turn that into something where I don't have to continue doing a nine to five and you know make something of my own like let me try it right but of course I mean I just didn't immediately jump into it I was still working at um, my previous job which was in I guess the medical uh, industry I was a pharmacy tech and um, I mean I was making decent money right and so for for someone to kind of go from having that sense of security and I, I make air quotes because long story short that that job that I was at ended up going um uh, out of business like a year or a year and a half after I quit that job so there wasn't really any actual security there mm -hmm. um and I ended up making the you know I ended up jumping ship before the the company went out of business and I had already been, you know, kind of starting my, my new journey in real estate. And, um, 
yeah, so it kind of just came down to that. Like I kind of saw that there wasn't any room for any growth at my, my current, uh, job. And I was like, let me, let me give this a shot. Of course I had a couple, you know, some savings, uh, as a cushion and it kind of just, you know, I was able to kind of make it continue working and, and now here I am. <laughs> awesome. So did you read any, um, anything like any books that kind of supplemented that, that interest that started on YouTube? Yeah, I, there was a ton of books that I read. I actually have like a mini library in my, my office. Awesome. <laughs> I have so many books that like, I probably haven't read through like all of them. I have a lot of books in my, um, uh, like my phone, like electronic books as well. Um, but yeah, there was a ton of books that like, I even heard about through YouTube. Um, for example, one of the very first, I guess, business type book, not necessarily real estate related, but I guess I, I soon found out that the real estate um, was kind of the, the product, but I still had to develop the foundation of the business. So, so it kind of became like one and the same. Um, mm -hmm. And so essentially like one of the books that I read was uh, Traction by Gina Wickman. It's kind of more of a, a business um kind of like a foundational book as far as like operational structure and having, you know, people in, you know, their right roles and who's doing what and kind of just building out that uh, organizational chart. And so at the time when I read it, I wasn't there yet. Like I didn't, I wasn't at the, the capacity to be able to build that out, but it did give me, you know, it, it got in my head where it was like, okay, if I did want to scale this into a bigger operation, I'm going to need to put that, um, those systems in place to basically have that foundation where everything I can build on top of. So those were, yeah, those were what, some of the few books that I started reading. And then I just kind of continued from there. How awesome. So, um, I know that you work specifically in something called wholesale real estate. Um, how did you, how did you get into that? Yeah, so that was actually the, the the first concept that kind of drew me into the, the real estate industry. Um, that was the first video that I kind of, that led me down the rabbit hole. Um, but, you know, after, it's been about three years since I kind of first went into the whole real estate world, right? And, and since then, I've basically found like that there's so many different things that you can do in, in real estate. So yes, wholesaling is one of the, the primary things that I do, but now the way that I think about it, um, and so just to kind of uh, describe what wholesaling is um, to mm -hmm. the audience, basically what wholesaling is, is finding um, distressed properties or motivated sellers, being able to um, put the property under contract for purchase, but having the option to sell that contract to another investor, whether they're going to fix and flip it or keep it as a rental, selling that, that contract um, to that investor for a fee, right? So you're just flipping paper, basically. You're kind of in between that. Now, now that I know that concept, what I now do, it's, I kind of consider it more of real estate acquisition. So what I'm doing is generating these leads where I do have the option to wholesale, but if I wanted to, I can also have the option to cherry pick my deals. Hey, I'm going to keep this one as a rental, or I'm going to fix and flip this one. It really just depends on um, what would be the best exit strategy to like monetize the lead in the best way possible. So 
so yeah, it started with wholesaling, but now I know other, um, I guess, strategies that has like opened up, you know, a lot of uh, more doors with, uh, even as far as being able to communicate with, with these sellers, because, and I hope I'm not going too far on this question here, um, but essentially being the, the concept of what we do really, like there's a, I guess, kind of like a misconception on real estate investors. A lot of people think that they're taking advantage of homeowners and just like lowballing them and just all these things like very negative, but they don't realize that there's a lot of problems that we also solve with these homeowners as well, because a lot of the, the leads that we work with, maybe they're going into, they have pre-foreclosure, right? So sometimes we have to be able to help them stop the foreclosure, whether we can help them keep the house or if we buy it from them, at least we're preventing them from going, you know, having the foreclosure on the record, bad credit, things like that. Um, inherited properties, someone just, you know, got a property, they don't have any money or time to manage it, things like that. So there's a lot of properties and situations that don't fall on like the traditional category of what the normal real estate and normal consumers are aware of. So they don't know kind of like behind the scenes type of uh, transactions that we deal with. And so that's a lot of what, you know, that I do in my business. Wow. So you said that you, um, so let me, let me make sure that I understand from my end. Um, you, your leads are people who have properties that may be in distress or in, or they may need assistance in selling, right. Um, just getting it off their hands. And then you, you get a contract going and then you find an investor to make that purchase. And then you you get a fee or yeah pretty much yeah something like that um so a lot of the ones that we come across we do uh wholesale them that's kind of the term that most people uh, are aware of uh, we'll wholesale them to the end investor uh, for a fee um but we also have the option to you know take them down ourselves basically if we wanted to so it just really it's really case by case okay. um, since we have so many leads coming in it's kind of more as you know, which ones do we want to keep, which ones make sense to keep, right? Like the best ones versus like, okay, we're going to wholesale these to the end and in, in investors. Um, but yeah, that's kind of the, the concept and people get confused uh, as far as like what an, what an agent does, which I also am. I am also licensed, but I guess to kind of keep it simple, um, agents normally work on the traditional spectrum where Someone has a really nice house that they're looking to sell on the market for top dollar. Okay, I'm going to put a sign in the yard and I'm going to present it to uh, traditional bank finance buyers so they can come and buy it from you. Um, you know, which I can do that as well. I can I can list someone's house or I can help them buy a house to live in first time home buyers. But a lot of the ones that I, I currently deal with are more on like the investor spectrum, houses that need a lot of work, properties that have lots of crazy things on title liens and all this, you know, real estate lingo stuff attached to these houses, not the, not the cookie cutter. I'm ready to get sold on the market type of properties that are not there yet. Um, so, so there's two spectrums of it and, um, I can do both, but I prefer to do a lot more on the investing side. Okay. Awesome. So how did you, um, I guess, get in touch with investors or do you have like a, a network of, of investors that you reach out to or what does that look like? Yeah, 
I do now. Um, when I first started, I mean, I was just kind of uh, just rolling with the punches and trying to figure it out as I went. Um, you know, I, I, I was going to networking meetings, um, things like that, just meeting either other investors, real estate agents, just other like business people at, at these events and just telling them what I did. Um, that was one of the ways that I would find people that are like, yeah, I'm looking for a property to invest in if you can find me one. You know, um, Facebook, there's tons of real estate uh, groups on Facebook that you can find people that are looking for um, deals as well. And just kind of, um, you know, over time, what I noticed on, on Facebook, especially when you start like adding other people that are in the real estate space, just more and more people start friending you because you know how like the algorithm kind of starts showing you people with similar interests. So that's kind of what started happening. Now, like a lot of my Facebook people are just real estate business entrepreneur type of people. And you just start like meeting people through there. Um, I, I am in a couple other uh, mentorships as well that we have like little communities built out and so it's, it's been kind of, it's, it's just more of a relationship type of business, really just building connections with people. Okay. Awesome. So what is the name of your company? So my, the company name is Millennial Home Solutions and uh, it kind of, it, we took a while to kind of come up with the name and we were just like, trying to see like what, you know, what sounded cool. Like, and I don't know, for whatever reason we come, came up with millennial, it sounded cool, like kind of modern and we're also millennials. So it kind of just made sense. And we just, we just yeah, went with that. <laughs> awesome. And what's, what's the makeup of your company? How many people are on your team? And um, so that's a good question because I've had some ups and downs with that. Um, kind of going back to what I, I mentioned as far as like the book called traction um, one of the, the main components of a business is the people component. And I think that's one of the, the, the pieces that I've had some struggle with um, finding the right people to put in the right seats, because um, in this, this business, it's, it's very, yes, the product is real estate, but it's very sales and marketing oriented. Like that's the, the key foundation of what the business actually is. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's a lot of sales, right? Like hiring people to do sales, hiring people to do like outbound prospecting. And it's, it's a very, um, how would you say like a quick revolving door, you know, a lot of people don't stick around. Um, so I've, I've had that struggle where, you know, I've, I've tried to bring people onto the team. Um, especially a lot of people that are, you know, reaching out to me through Instagram or, you know, social media is saying, Hey, can you teach me? Right. And I bring people in, give them all the tools, the training that I currently have, the systems, put, basically put them into my system and they don't really stick around for long enough. Um, so so right now it's me um, and I have a, a, a friend that's also part of one of the mentorships that that I'm in. He's basically kind of one of my sales guys. He, he helps with uh, talking to um, sellers so it's him. And then I just have one virtual assistant. So it's basically three of us right now. I did at one point earlier this year have uh, four virtual assistants, but I ended up trying a new marketing channel that kind of ended up costing too much. And I wasn't able, to, I, I guess I over leveraged myself. And uh, so I had to let a couple people go. So now we're three strong, <laughs> but I am planning to uh, scale back up, you know, hopefully by, you know, early next year, if possible. Okay. So what does a typical day look like for you and your team? 
Yeah, so it's, I mean, honestly, I'm at my computer all day. Um, every once in a while, I might go out on a, an appointment, meaning I'll go and meet the seller at the property. Um, but a lot of what I'm currently doing is I'm just talking to people. Like, um, so we generate these leads, um, me and um, the, the guy that, that works with me in sales, his name is Eric. He also calls, calls people, he talks to sellers. So we get leads coming in. We'll call these people back and basically try to figure out, you know, what's their situation, what's going on with the property. You know, they have interest in selling. How can we provide a solution to that? So we end up, you know, yes, we have our typical cash offer solution where we buy their house for cash as is. They don't need any repairs, da da da. But we have other solutions as well. And sometimes I even tell them, hey, look, you've just done all this work to your house. It's a really good property. I don't think cash offer would work for you. Why don't you list it on the, the market instead with a realtor, right? So that's kind of the approach that we, we take is just kind of giving them their options. And if needed, like being a backup you know, option to keep in their back pocket, you know, if they do decide you know, they want to go with a cash offer instead. So that's kind of the the typical daily, um, you know, that's pretty much all I do. <laughs> <laughs> so it's almost kind of like you do some consulting work too, right? I, I guess you can say that. Yeah. You know, we're, we're consulting these, these homeowners and just giving them their options and we let them decide. Right. And that's another thing that I think is important to note that we're not like sleazy car salesman type of sell, like salespeople, even though we would technically be considered salespeople, I don't see myself in that sort of way. I would see myself more as a like a consultant type of salesperson, right? Like, hey, these are your options. Depending on what you're, you know, looking to accomplish, which one do you think would be the best option for you? Whether it's me or you know, going on the market with an agent, you know, or even me. I'm also agent as well, so they can go with me. But a lot of times, most people have someone in their family that you know, or their cousins, a realtor, or something like that. So they go with people they know. <laughs> so yeah, very, very consultant uh, type of uh, conversations that we have. Okay, cool. And do you feel like people respond pretty well to that approach? I think so. Yeah. Because when you come off like genuine, right. Like you're not just like, I'm trying to steal your house. Right. Which is most, what most people think, right. Oh, I'm like, I'm not going to give it away. Are you going to lowball me and this and that? And I'm like, no, I mean, I'm not trying to convince you to sell your house to me. Like if it makes sense, okay, we can talk about it. We'll have the conversation. But at the end of the day, that's all it really is. is we're having a conversation, see if we're a good fit. I'm not, like, you know, putting a gun to anyone's head and being like, hey, sign the papers now or anything like that. <laughs> yeah. Option. And I, I do generally have like good conversations with people. And in the beginning, like, that's another thing too. Like I mentioned, this is a very sales and marketing type of business. I don't come from a sales background. I had to read a ton of sales books or, and watch a ton of like sales videos to even know how to have these conversations, to, to know how to communicate, you know, properly when it comes to sales. And so I learned a lot of this. I was very nervous when I first started. I did, I avoided talking to sellers, but I knew that if I really wanted to be able to take my business to the next level, like I had to get over the fear of talking to people because it's, it's literally all we do is talk to people and solve problems. So yeah, with any business, regardless of it being um, with the uh, real estate or not, like there's basically, you have to have leads to have enough 
you know, lifeblood in your business. So that was one of the, the big components that kind of like kept me struggling was like, I didn't have enough leads. I didn't know like how to produce enough leads. And I was afraid to spend on marketing. So once I like kind of like switched that, things started getting better, more lead flow, being able to get more, more deals done and, you know, help out people. It, I mentioned at the beginning um, of the episode that we've kind of stayed in touch over social media and um, you, the way that we did that was by you sharing your journey. Why is that important to you to, to share that information on social media? It kind of started through TikTok about two years ago, like when it first started coming out and I started talking about like wholesaling. And then I just, you know, I do kind of lean kind of uh, towards being an integrator, which is kind of like that behind the scenes, like get the, the structure of the business out, like, you know, set up type of person. Um, I'm also a visionary as well, I would, I would say, but I, I guess like when I, when I kind of started, there wasn't a lot of people talking about the behind the scenes stuff. It was more about like the general concept of what it was, but no one really broke it down into like the, the, the pieces of what it actually took to get there. And so since I kind of like talking about like the business structure foundation, you know, systems and processes, I thought, okay, well, let me, let me start sharing that stuff. I feel like I have like a pretty decent, like knowledge or grasp on it. Mm -hmm. Let me, let's, you know, start sharing that with people. And, um, you know, I've even had people mention that like, Hey, you're, I've never seen anyone else really talk about this. Everyone talks about like the bigger picture, you know, I appreciate that you put these type of videos out there because it does help, right? When you really understand like the dynamics of what it takes, um, you know, I think it, it definitely will help people. Okay. And so like, um, what's been the um, effect of, of sharing that information for you? Um, I've definitely had some people tell me like, Hey, you know, the videos that you've shared, like they, they've helped me, you know, get X amount like of money in the business. Like I kind of have a better understanding, like, it's helping other people build their business, right? Like, and of course I'm not the only one, you know, but just kind of, because for me, I learned through just connecting the dots off of YouTube and like Google and like reading a ton of books. And so like, there's a lot of stuff that I've already kind of like accumulated in my head where I, you know, sharing it with other people, it kind of gives them a little bit of a head start, right? So yeah, I think it's, it's helped other people kind of uh, just grow their business and, you know, helps me like connect with other people that are very uh, similar in, in the sense that they like systems and processes. And I, I find people like that. And now I can be like, Hey, what's your, you know, thing? Like, how can we, you know, add value to each other? Like what little tips and tricks can I get from you? So that, I think that's kind of what it's led to. Awesome. And I, I, I remember watching um, some of your reels that you shared and at the time I was actually working as a virtual assistant and managing a virtual team. And so seeing some of the, the systems that you were working with or trying to implement, I was working with some of the same platforms too. And it was cool because the, like you mentioned, the only other place that I really saw this stuff was through like paid classes, you know, but nobody really, uh, nobody really saying like, Hey, yeah, I do you know, real estate, for example, and it's awesome. And this is how much money you can make, but this is kind of like how you can do it and keep it running as a business. 
the back end. Yeah, and like all the little details, right? The detailed stuff. Everyone talks about like the big picture and you miss all the in-between. <laughs> yeah, and, and like you, I'm interested in those systems too. Like just seeing how everything flows. I think um, I saw a video where you were playing, I can't remember the name of the platform, but it, you were you created like an organizational chart. Oh, okay. Like a of, of each uh, a flow chart of like each of your departments or like stages of the business. And I, I thought that was awesome. Yeah, that's that's what people don't talk about, right? They don't break it down like that. And then once you really see it, you're like, oh, okay, you know, and like because there's a lot of confused people out there, right? So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I think also people might see something like, you know, oh, look at how great or successful you can be in real estate, but what are, what are the steps to getting there? And, and you really kind of filled in that gap, I think. Yeah, I try to the best that I can, you know, I still get people asking me like, Oh, how do you do this, this and that? And a lot of times it's like very Googleable questions. Right. So I'm like, first, like get the basics and then, you know, watch my videos. You can get a little more detailed on that, but I don't know. I mean, and that's another thing too, like the, a lot of people that like want to go into the entrepreneurship like role, like it, a lot of people are not very resourceful where they don't know how to connect the dots. And I think that's one of the biggest like problems that I've seen is that like, there is a lot of information that you have to be able to put together. Right. Cause like you said, if you're not taking a paid class or getting mentorship from someone directly, like you're going to have to figure it out, you know, and if you yes. can't do that, like your entrepreneurship, you know, journey is going to be very difficult, I think. Okay. So I want to shift now to like cultural identity and just um, exploring the ways that that can inform the work you do, or if it does um, really. So how do you identify yourself culturally? Yeah, so I'm a second generation Mexican-American, um, but I kind of didn't really grow up speaking Spanish as much. Um, but, you know, I do. I'm kind of one of those. Uh, I understand it better than I speak it type of people. Same. <laughs> yeah. You know, so but everyone always usually thinks that, you know, I speak Spanish because even with like jobs where I work, you know, a Spanish speaking customer comes in and they'll come talking to me in Spanish and I'm like, oh, translate for me. <laughs> like, so, yeah, so I'm, I'm Mexican-American. <laughs> And has that helped you in any way or like influenced your approach to business or real estate or really anything in life? Um, well, you know, now that I think about it, um, I do think that having the bilingual aspect, well, not necessarily bilingual, but at least, you know, like, for example, the guy that works with me, he, he basically handles a more of the Spanish speaking lead. I can understand what they say, but I can't really communicate with them back as much. Um, but we are able to department for the Spanish speaking audience um, that we can assist basically. Um, so, you know, and I know maybe with other real estate companies, they might not have that you know, Spanish speaker. Um, so we do, we're able to, to basically help those type of uh, homeowners in their, you know, whether it be for uh, investor sale or if I, if someone needed to list their house on the market or help them find a, a property to live in. Um, I'm able to kind of communicate that even if I don't have the best communication, there's always a Google translate and that seems to help enough <laughs> for me, 
you know, so it's more about, you know, they can tell that like, I'm, you know, I genuinely want to help them. And so they're okay with the little difference in the language barrier, but it, it does definitely help to, to help that demographic. Like in my experience uh, working as a librarian and not being like a hundred percent bilingual in Spanish, but being like the designated um, <laughs> Spanish speaker on staff, um, it almost like endears people to you that you are struggling in their language and they're struggling in your language. And then you can just laugh and get through yeah. the <laughs> interaction. Yeah. You guys get each other. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Um, so before did, um, were you reaching out to Spanish speakers before you had someone on staff that spoke Spanish or, or how did that kind of go? Um, not, not like specifically targeted to Spanish speakers, but mm -hmm. since we are, you know, in Houston is very, a large, uh, uh, Hispanic, um, demographic. A lot of times when we were doing our marketing, we did come across a lot of Spanish speakers. And, um, at the time, my virtual assistants were overseas in the Philippines. So a lot of times they weren't, you know, they don't speak Spanish. And so we were missing those opportunities there. Um, so now we have someone that speaks Spanish. We're able to be able to assist the Spanish speakers. And also on my website, that's another form of marketing that we do. Um, I do have a couple pages in Spanish. So if someone were to Google, you know, something in Spanish relating to selling their house, maybe they'll land on my website. I'm not sure, but um, you know, so now I'm trying to build that up a little bit more where we're being able to um, encompass that, that side of uh, the demographic that maybe is kind of a minority, you know, when it comes to like our, our clients that we work with. So what does the future look like for um, your company? Yeah, so I definitely do see my company growing. Um, I don't I don't necessarily see it being like grown as far as like a lot of people working with me, but I I'm hoping that, you know, maybe bring on like one or two more people and just have like a really lean team, but being able to produce like massive results, right? So um, in this business, like you don't need a huge, you know, 20, 30 person type of team. You can get things done with, you know, five people even, right? Um, so I, I definitely do see my team growing a little bit more, being able to produce more revenue um, and just, you know, having things be more consistent because that's one of the biggest uh, struggles, I think, when starting any business is, you um, I mean, you know the saying, right? Like they say like the most businesses fail within the first five years or something like that. And I, I can see why, because building a business is not easy for sure, especially when you don't come from any sort of business background and you're just basically figuring things out as you go. Um, so I'm, I'm hoping that I'll grow my business people-wise and, you know, consistency-wise and just have like a more predictable, you know, machine I guess of a running business um so hopefully I mean big goals right if if I can hit like million dollar years I mean that would be amazing <laughs> so you know I'm gonna put it out there into the universe I mean it's possible like there's there's people in my industry that have you know their own real estate acquisition operations that are making crazy numbers and like so I know it's real and that's kind of also like if I were to go back to like when I first started, 
you know, what drew me to the real estate uh, world was that I saw the opportunity of what it could be. And I saw mm-hmm. other people doing it, um, you know, and, and I just had to put myself into it and just kind of, you know, so for anyone listening that knows about what, what I do, if you're looking to get into it, like, don't, I don't know, don't think it's going to happen overnight, right? Like, look at it for the long-term opportunity of what it could be. And I think um, once you kind of have that mindset shift, like, it'll be a lot easier to kind of go through the roller coaster because that's, you're going to go through a roller coaster of emotions and ups and downs of like wanting to quit, but you you just can't really. (laughs) (laughs) So do you think that's kind of what's kept you going through ups and downs is like the vision of, of what it could be, what, what I can have, um, in the future? Is that? Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, they, um, I'm not sure if you've heard of the saying, like, uh, start with why. Um, and so when you have that, like, reason, like, why you're doing this, like, it gives you more of that sense of purpose, and that ability to kind of get past all the, the ups and downs, right. So that's kind of, you know, part of it, right? Like, I have my, my why of, you know, I, I got to make this work. Because, I don't know, it's just, there's just something like, you know, the, how they say, like, some people just have like this, like little light inside, like a fire that's like burning, like, and I, I kind of just like, can't stop. Like, I just don't, I like, I'm the type of person that if I'm not doing something that I think is productive, then I just kind of feel like unproductive. And I feel like I'm not doing it. I don't know. Like, I don't, maybe I'm like a type A type of person. sort of. <laughs> so like, I have a lot of that and like, like it kind of, kind of keeps me going. And, um, yeah, it's, it's just having that vision of, I, I know what it could be, right? I know it's possible. I see other people doing it. Why can't it be me, right? Like, I know it can't be me. It's just, it's not like a matter of like, if it's like more of like when, and, and that's kind of how I see it. So I'm big on like the whole vision manifesting and, you know, just kind of moving towards it. And I, I think every day that goes by it, I do get closer. So That's awesome. And we wish you all of the luck too. I'm sending all of the positive vibes that it's going to keep going. (laughs) Yeah, the momentum, right? To keep the train going. Yeah, 100%. Do you um, have any advice for anyone on the fence about pursuing an idea or unsure where to start? Yeah, um, definitely. I mean, utilize YouTube and Google to the much to you know, the, the most you can because I'm sure there's probably a bunch of information what, whatever you're trying to start is you're going to probably find some info on there you just have to be able to put the pieces together um, because the way that I see it is like you either have to pay to get the shortcut right that's where mentors and courses and things come in or if you you know you can't do that right you have to spend the time right? So it's either money or time, right? Money gets you the shortcut time. You're going to have to go through it yourself and figure it out. So that's kind of like, that's how I started, right? I I didn't have the money to like shortcut a lot of my, you know, learning. So I had to (laughs) figure it out myself. So that's, I guess, one of the biggest things I can say is just kind of figuring things out, learning how to put it together. Um, connecting with other people, find uh, groups that of other people that are looking to do the same thing that you are and build those relationships. Because I think any business, like it's a very relationship, uh, you know, type of businesses out there. Um, and 
have proper expectations, right? Like, like I said, it's not going to happen overnight, regardless of what business you're in, stocks, crypto, drop shipping, or anything like that. It's not going to happen overnight, but you see the possibility of what it could be. And so you just have to keep, you know, that in your, in your mind that one day it could be that for you. Right. Um, but it's, it's going to take a lot of, uh, a lot of stuff that people don't see behind the scenes, right? Everyone has like the, the flashy money in the cars and experiences that they show, but you know, what about everything that it took to get there? So you have to remember that you're going to have to go through that journey as well before you get to that end goal. Yeah. I think that's solid advice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Cause yeah, there's, I mean, I think when you have proper expectations, like you're, you're going to hopefully not get as down. Right. Cause it may seem easy, like all these things that people are showing that like, oh, I'm making, you know, X amount of money a month or blah, blah, blah. like, and it seems like simple, but it's like, they took so long to get there probably, right? So you have that expectation. And I think that that'll kind of minimize your, your urge to want to quit. So you have to reduce that urge because it's so simple for, for people to just be like, I don't want to do this anymore. And then they end up going to try something else, right? Another type of, uh, you know, journey. And it's going to be the same process over and over again. And that's why they're never going to be able to, to get to that top because they're always restarting from the bottom, you know, and just going through the cycle. So, yeah. And I think um, from, from someone who's not a business owner, um, but always been kind of intrigued by entrepreneurs, hearing from entrepreneurs themselves um, that it's not as easy, glamorous um, as 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 most things can seem, right? I mean, when you look on social media, you and and I I've seen this before, like a, a beautiful picture. They hiked up a mountain and look, they're you know in this flowy dress and it's amazing. But you didn't see them crawling on their hands and knees trying to get to the top of the mountain, right? <laughs> perfect. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, um, and I think that's kind of the impression people can get um, from um, like social media accounts that are about, you know, um, I guess, like business owners, um, like, look what I look what I've achieved, look how much money I made, look what you can do. Um, but once you get into and start reading about entrepreneurship, you kind of realize, okay, this is supposed to be hard. I am supposed to want to quit and give up, but um, I, I don't. And I see that others haven't, and I can do that. And I think that's important for people to hear. Yep. Yep. 100%. Don't give up. <laughs> Keep going. You'll get there one day, maybe not tomorrow, but <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> so aside from um, the future of the company, what, what about you? Is there anything like personally that you're you're looking forward to getting into or anything like that will you will you be uh, a photographer again at any point yeah you know what I mean that's actually something that like I would like to see myself doing again um so I'm I'm hoping well not hoping right like it's gonna happen eventually like I'm gonna get my business stabilized where my goal is not to be in it as much anymore and just kind of like overseeing you know the operation and just have more time, right? Because, you know, at the end of the day, it's, it's about having the time freedom to do what you want, right? Like, that's that's what I want to do, right? And I definitely would like to, you know, travel more and do travel photography. I think that would be really cool. So hopefully, uh, I don't know, maybe, maybe next year, who knows? But 
in, in the next few years, I would like to, to be able to do that again. Not, not saying that I don't like the, the other photography that I used to do, which was uh, the beauty fashion photography, but just going out and exploring the world, I think that would be a lot, lot more fun. <laughs> awesome. I'm looking forward to seeing your pictures. <laughs> yeah, sure. It'll be cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so where can people keep up with you, follow you? Um, so the two main areas I would say would be Instagram. So my Instagram is, uh, just double check Lisa Martinez dot R E I. So Lisa Martinez dot R E I on Instagram and TikTok. I am under Lisa dot real estate. So, um, usually on TikTok, I'm kind of, uh, putting little, little tips and tricks. I use some of the TikTok trending sounds that relate to my, you know, my niche. Um, and then, you know, on, also on, on, on Instagram, I'll probably post a couple TikToks or just a couple things there just to kind of have people keep up with my journey and just, you know, share little insights and things like that. Okay. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for, um, letting me interview you and, um, share your story with our listeners. Well, thank you so much for inviting me. I really appreciate it. And uh, I hope your audience uh, would, got a little insight into the, in the real estate, you know, business, some tips and things. And uh, yeah, I, I really appreciate it. And it was All nice right. talking to you again. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And we're wishing you future success. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you for listening to Epiphiana Presents Relate and Elevate. You can find us anywhere as Epiphiana Mag. That is E-P-I-F-A-N-I-M-A-G. And we can't wait to see you out there on the internet. Have yourself a wonderful day. Bye.